0: Strange things are afoot at the Circle K. I'm very important. Uh, I have any leather-bound book, and my apartment smells of rich mahogany. I, I'm friends with Merlin Olsen too. He comes over on occasion. Welcome back, everybody, to another installment of Strange Things Are Afoot at the Circle K. If you don't know what this is, then you're fucking gay. Hey, what's going on? Hey, if this is your first time tuning in, where the fuck have you been, and how did you come across this podcast? Please let me know. Hey, everybody. It's the new year. Today is January 1st, 2018. We are fastly approaching the one-year anniversary of this podcast in about two weeks. So, um, yeah, let's get into it. Thank you for joining me. Uh, thanks for giving this podcast a chance. This is a, an extremely laid-back podcast. I don't even know that there's a an actual format except, you know, just having fun. Hold on, I'm trying to tighten up my mic here. What is up with this? Okay, maybe I should have done that before I turned it on. As you can see, I'm not the most professional broadcaster because, uh, yeah, I turn on the mic and just see what happens. I I really don't even have usually anything planned. I have a broad topic, and I I just kind of use a stream of consciousness and just kind of—I don't want to say riff because I'm not a comedian. I'm not trying to make jokes— I'm coming from my perspective, if there's some funny that come out of it, or uh, sometimes unintentionally, people find uh, what I have to say uh, amusing. I don't even want to say humorous. They're amused by me, then that's a plus. But uh, this is 100% me. This isn't a character. This isn't anything um, produced, or um, if you've never turn- tuned in this podcast before, this is not an avenue for some other endeavor. This is just me. This is what I do, one of the things I do in my spare time uh, for fun. But <clears throat> I digress. So we've been doing this for almost a year now. And last year, I started at about the first of the year because this was one of my, um, God, I hate to use the term New Year's resolutions. Here, Okay, I'm going to get right into it, people. Um, my last podcast, I you know talked about kind of the cynicism of, so many things in our society and one of them one of the things that I I cannot stand along with the holidays is New Year's resolutions I hate it when people go um, okay I don't hate New Year's resolutions what I hate is when people wait for the new year to make a resolution okay if um, if let's say uh, I'll just use this as an example Thanksgiving time, you'll you'll uh, run into some family members, something they're going to say, I'm going to get into shape, and that's going to be my New Year's resolution. Or I'm going to do this, but it's going to be my New Year's resolution. <clears throat> I'm going to burp on the podcast. That's my New Year's resolution. Okay, so it always irritates me when people uh, wait for the New Year to, to do something that they should have done a long time ago. And two, a lot of people, they just use... Um, they use that as a an excuse to do something short term and then later, you know, they don't really make that lifestyle change. How I've tried to incorporate it is um, I give myself a goal. I, I try to set goals for myself and this one just happened to be around the new year. Um, some of my other goals that I made uh, later on in, in the in the year are chronicled on this podcast. If you listen to the first ten episodes, is somewhere around between episode five and nine, um, probably. I don't know. I don't remember. But <clears throat> anyway, so we're embarking on uncharted territory, which is um, the second year of this podcast. After I think uh, January sixteenth is the official uh, date. And I don't have anything special planned, except what I'm thinking about doing is when I first started this podcast, it was because I was in search of something. I was in search of, um, I needed a new outlet for, I don't even want to say some of my creativity, but yeah, well, I'll just say some, some expression. I needed an outlet for um, my personality to be able to uh, 100% unedited unfiltered be out there you know um most of us have real jobs quote unquote or careers and we have to remain somewhat professional and um my career in the military is very stifling as far as creativity goes for the most part it's very structured very disciplined very um uh i don't even know what the word is very um Anal retentive, I guess. So this is one of the things I like to do to kind of balance that. Like you know, life is is about balance. It, if you have a an imbalance one way or another, if you're completely creative and you have no structure, then that's not good either. So all I'm trying to do is kind of tip the scales a little bit to be able to be me uh, with still kind of fitting within the rules and regulations of of what my career is and not, you know, putting all my eggs in one basket. So I decided to do this podcast. But in the process of doing this podcast and through uh, my self-expression, one of the things I discovered is how beneficial it is to um, talk and later go back and listen to it. It's like I always uh, use the example of a diary or a journal, except I don't, I've never really kept one. So I don't know if you, if people go back and reread, I mean, I, I, I'm i assuming that's the point of a journal, but one of the things I like about this podcast is revisiting it and, and, and seeing kind of the evolution of some of your ideas or some of your thoughts. And what's cool about it is you have different bookmarks uh, throughout your um, time doing it. For instance, I set certain goals early on with my podcast, and it wasn't about success or numbers or anything like that. It was about me as a person. And I used the podcast to kind of keep myself accountable. And now I can go back and listen to those and go, okay, did I accomplish some of those things? So one of the things that I said uh, in the beginning of this podcast, um, I mean, in the you know first three months or so, it was that I was kind of stagnant in my career. And then I felt like I needed kind of a, a change. And unfortunately, the, the military, um, when you get higher in ranks and stuff, can be kind of boring and a little stifling and things like that. So I uh, elected to pursue other jobs in the military and uh, transferred to another state. Now, if you uh, are not familiar with how the military works, I am in the Army National Guard. And I'm a full-time member of the Army National Guard. It's, we're, we're not all just part-timers. There's a handful of us that, you know, we're the ones that keep everything else rolling for the people that just do it one week in a month. So my job in the Army National Guard, you're, you're assigned to a state or you enlist into a state. And you can move around within that state, but you really can't leave the state unless you put in for a transfer. It was called an interstate transfer, and you can transfer to another state. Um, but that other state has to want you. So it's kind of a two-fold process. You got you have to apply for another job. They, ha- You have to um, win what's called the, the hiring board. You compete for the job. Whoever comes in first hypothetically gets offered the job. And if you're offered that job, then you accept it. Now, when you're doing an interstate transfer, you not only have to find an opening, apply for the opening, win the, the, the bid, come in first on the, the job board, but then your, your state has to release you to allow you to go to the other state. Because even though the national guard is a federal thing, um, the, the states, uh, excuse that text, uh, the states have, you have membership in those states. And so it's, if you enlist into this state, like I enlisted in Kansas, they didn't have to let me go anywhere. I could have just got out and then maybe reenlisted in another state, but Luckily, long story short, you know they let they let me leave. So, <clears throat> so anyway, that was a, a very difficult, uh, a very hard process. I moved about a thousand miles away from where I was living, and um, it it was a it was a great uh, move. It was a great change of scenery. My job's a little bit different. The people I work with uh, it's it's a very humbling experience to uh, move somewhere where you literally know no one. Uh, you, you're, you're not serving with people that you, that, you know, like before I served with people that I, I deployed overseas with, I, I fought in combat with. And so I, I knew a lot of people in that my previous state. Um, so that was kind of a comfort zone and I'm real big. If you listen to this podcast, I'm real big into getting out of your comfort zone. I think it's very important to, uh, to do difficult things. Now, if you've listened to this podcast before, um, I've referenced other podcasts where they say, you know, it's important to challenge yourself and do things that are challenging, but they always use something that is entertaining to them, uh, to be the source of their challenge. Uh, uh you know, everything from a video game to a uh, sport to, um, you know, shooting guns or archery or, or, uh, you know, finding some kind of new hobby that you're not very good at, you know, woodworking or something like that, which that's all well and good, but it's very easy to tackle certain tasks and goals and be focused when it's something you enjoy doing. And so what I encourage other people to do and something that I tried to lead by example is I tried to get myself out of my comfort zone in areas that are not necessarily hobby type things, stuff that is hard and not necessarily enjoyable, even when you're going through it, or even afterwards. It's, I, I think it's it's so important, uh, and it's so humbling, to do something for a greater purpose, and it's not necessarily for any other kind of uh, benefit of like status or or um, money or anything like that. And so, one of the things that was extremely scary for me is moving. Um, even farther away from my family, I've lived away from my family for a while, but you know it was still within a uh, an an afternoon's drive. You know, and two hours I could get, you know, close to my family. Uh, before I've I've lived as as far as eight hours from my family, but but uh, now I live far enough where you it's not even one day's drive. So it's going to take a couple days. So moving to an area I've never even set foot in, never been, never. Uh, Worked in the community. Don't know how the people are. Don't know anything from the weather, the environment, the, whatever. It it made me have to study up, research, um, and it was everything from getting this job up here, uh, boarding for the job, applying for it, uh, getting my packet together, to trying to sell my house, which I still haven't sold yet. Uh, back in Kansas, uh, trying to, I had to sell a vehicle. I had to. Uh, there's a lot, of, a lot of things that I had to do. So what it taught me is it took me, you know, probably a six-month period from the fir- time that I first started looking into it to the time that I actually moved. Um, it really taught me a lot about my own resolve and how much if I set my mind to something that there's, even though I've never done it before, I made a lot of mistakes, but I learned from those mistakes, so it just resolidified to me the importance of putting yourself in uncomfortable positions to fail, because you learn things that you would have never learned if you would have done something easy or just something fun. It was, um, it was eye opening. It was, it was, uh, it was a, gr- it was a great decision that I made. And I and I said it on this podcast before. Even if it, it becomes the worst decision I ever made, it will um, make me evolve and grow as a person. So, um, the first time I thought about it was actually doing this podcast uh, and I, I alluded on the podcast that I was looking for something that I, I just felt stagnant. I needed, I need something that was challenging and something that was, uh, got me out of my comfort zone because I was very successful at my previous job and I knew I could just keep doing that. And, but it just, I wasn't excited to go to work. I was, I was, uh, I kind of made my own hours. Believe it or not, there's certain jobs in the military. You can still kind of make your own hours. And I I started to get extremely lazy. I started to get extremely complacent. Um, I didn't have to show up. Like most uh, military jobs, you know, you show up at 7, work out, PT, um, until about 7.45, shower, shave, and you're in the office by 8 o'clock ready to work. Um, I would start showing up at 8, then 8.30, and after three years of doing it, I would show up like at 10 o'clock and leave at like 4 o'clock. And I was still successful, but I knew that it was setting me my, my uh, it was setting me up for failure down the road because I saw that as soon as um I have some adversity or let's say I do change jobs for whatever reason, then all those bad habits might impact what I I, I didn't want it to be permanent. It's okay to do that for a little while, but I didn't want it to really to seep in and make me uh, kind of change the way that I, I worked. And so I think I told this story on this podcast before. Uh, when I was in my early 20s, which is over 20 years ago, um, I had a job at a, base, a professional baseball stadium, uh, Major League Baseball Stadium. I worked security there. And I worked the midnight to noon shift where, and I was the only one there later on toward the end of my tenure, I had a partner, but you know, I was there or maybe one other person in that whole stadium to myself, uh, especially in the off season, you're doing a lot of patrols, checking a lot of offices, make sure stuff's locked, you know, looking at security footage, but you had to do rounds every hour. You were supposed to go on a different floor and check all these rooms. And there was probably over 150 doors that I was supposed to check a night. And it would take you a good eight-hour shift to check everything that you are supposed to do. And, and a lot of people didn't in the security industry didn't like that duty station because it involved a lot of walking. And sometimes it was cold. Sometimes it was hot. It didn't matter. You needed to do it. And so after probably doing it for six, eight months, you start going, okay, I don't need to check the scoreboard. Or I don't have to go down to the grounds crew area. Or, I don't want to walk clear to the stadium club. And, and then after another year, you just started, stopped checking anything that wasn't in like the offices and in the inside portion, you know? Um, and then later on, I was not even checking that stuff. I was, I was literally coming into work. Uh, as soon as my boss left, I would go, uh, watch a movie. Um, I'd like rent a movie and watch it. Uh, I would draw, I would uh, talk on the phone, I would just, I would nap, I would, <laughs> I would sleep. Um, and, and it got so bad that I would sometimes not even sleep during the day, knowing that, I, you know, I'd stay up till maybe one thirty-two, and then I would go to sleep and I wouldn't wake up till like 7 a.m. the next day. I would forge my report, turn it in, and that was my job. One day I woke up and I realized that I was 23, I think at the time, working there for three or four years and, um, or working there for four years. And I, and I, and I had an epiphany, I had kind of an enlightening experience, um, because I slept, I think eight hours of a 12 hour shift. And I literally, uh, went to work and slept and filled out a report and, ate a snack and you know some donuts something and then went home and I and as I was leaving I was thinking to myself I didn't do one fucking thing to earn my paycheck and this job is making me extremely lazy and what it's doing is it's ruining me at a young age I knew I had the clarity and the wisdom even at 23 to realize that that is setting me up for a rude awakening in my life uh, I didn't get paid a lot of money at that job, so it's not like I could just sit there and do that job my entire life. Sooner or later, I might wanna do something else. And, and so, just on a whim, I quit that job. Um, it just kinda came out of nowhere. I was one of those guys that I worked there for four years, ended up working there for five, but I, I, I quit and just went part-time, just kept it on the weekend. Um, but it was so surprising to my boss that I quit that job to go work in a lumberyard distribution center where I was doing—I don't want to say hard labor, but it was definitely a lot harder than what I was doing as a security guard. I was driving a forklift, I was stacking lumber, I was, you know, out in the heat all day, and and you know, um, it was—I uh, had to—I—I I had to—I couldn't sleep. <laughs> you know, I had to be awake the entire time. I couldn't fuck off i had to work and it was a very fast paced job and um it was exactly what i needed it kind of kicked me in the ass and it made me realize that hey you're not going to get anywhere in this world doing the bare minimum you have to be the best that you can be no matter if you're a security guard or working at mcdonald's or you're ceo of a fortune 500 company you if you are given the opportunity to do anything if it's, if it's worth your time, you have to put in 100% effort. If it's not worth your time, then just don't do it. So um, I felt not to that degree, but when I was at my old job in the military back in Kansas, I felt because I figured out the formula to success and I knew how to cut corners and I, and I knew what I had to do and what I didn't have to do. And it, I started to have that feeling again of, like I said before, in this podcast, I felt like I had a little bitch growing in me. Okay. And I didn't, I don't like feeling like a bitch. And when I start to feel that way, I, it really, it's very uncomfortable and very unsettling. And a lot of times I stop at, you know, what I'm doing and start running the other direction. Well, I didn't want to totally give up my career. I didn't want to totally, um, piss away everything that I've worked hard to establish in the last, you know, uh, going on 11 years in the military. So I said, you know, I think I just need a change. And I didn't want to still be in Kansas. Uh, I, I was sick of being in Kansas. I was sick of just, I, I, at that point I was in Kansas for about 12 years and I was like, "I, I need a change. I need everything to be changed. I need a different job. I need a different people to work around, I need um, to be in a different, completely different environment, uh, different house, different everything. And why that's important is because, you know, when you are starting fresh around a bunch of people you don't know, you kind of feel like, okay, all your bad habits or maybe things that you you're kind of known for as far as your personality, you can now pick and choose kind of, I don't want to say a new identity, but you have a fresh start. So when I came up here to Wyoming and I started uh, working up here, I knew that I could show them that one version of me or the other version of me. And and I can try to be the best version of me that I possibly can for as long as I can. And I have that opportunity. I have that opportunity to to 100% influence everybody to think exactly the way I want people to think, which is, if i bust my ass and work hard and be respectful people are going to think of you in that way so um it was it was you know it really holds you to a task because you know if somebody ends up not liking you it's not because of something that they heard or somebody talking shit it's it's be probably cuz you didn't do the right thing and uh, i really liked that opportunity um so anyway uh that transpired, um, oh, kind of over these airways, where I, I first had those ideas to do that. And now, um, early 2018, I can I can safely say that that transition is is almost fully complete. I still haven't sold my house in Kansas. I took it off the market because it wasn't selling, um, and I'm doing a little bit of I don't want to say renovations, but a, a few minor repairs. And upgrades, I should say, to the house, and I'm going to put it back on the market in the spring. But um, you know, I've I've jumped in with both feet here. We're pretty established here. My wife got a really good job here. We're kind of starting to get embedded in the community, and, and it's uh, it's been a nice change for both of us. There's definitely been some some uh, growing pains, and there's things that we've learned along the way. But we're better off for it, and it's it's been a, a great experience to do because especially when you do it a hundred percent on your own, you're not, you're not, um, re- relying on other people to, you know, I didn't have anyone help me move. I, my wife and I moved every single stick of furniture, drove the U-Haul clear up here and then unloaded all of it. You know, we, we did it all ourselves and we had a lot of, there was a lot of things that came up last minute, a lot of issues. And we, you know, solve those problems and, and are better for it. And we, and it, made our relationship even stronger because my wife and I get along so well and you know even times like that that's really stressful we you know we always rise to the rise to the occasion so it, it's been a good change. <clears throat> now when I walked the dogs last night it was negative 14 so you know that takes a little getting used to but it's it's pretty awesome. I love seeing the the snow and, and really cold winters so that's another thing. while well, I'm on the subject of that. What is with the news and the news story? Like every winter it's there's all these news stories of how cold it is. Like that's news. It's fucking winter. <laughs> you know? It's like uh, you know, making a meatloaf and then fucking going news flash, it's fucking hot. It came out of the oven hot. Oh my god. What? You are you telling me you put something in the oven for twenty minutes and it comes out hot? What the fuck? You know? I for the last week I've been Watching news stories, and they always it's either California or New York, and so they've been talking about New York, and it's like for New Year's it's going to get down to to the single digits, and I'm thinking, bitch, there's places in this fucking country that it's not single digits; it's below, you know, zero, way below zero. I mean, it's like negative fourteen here, but if you go up to northern Minnesota, it's like negative twenty or Montana or someplace; it's even colder. So it's just it's just funny how how that's a fucking news story is it's cold. (laughs) Brian, fuck me anyway. So after kind of having diarrhea of the mouth and telling you that whole fucking story of, um, me making some changes in my life, I thought, well, you know, new year's, new year's resolution, that'd be a good topic for, now that I've done that, what is going to be my quote-unquote New Year's resolution, or what am I going to do this year? Because every year I always try to set some kind of goal for myself, and it's not a—it's not a financial goal. It's not a—I got to lose 20 pounds, even though that's that's a great goal, but it's it's usually something that's a little bit, um, I guess, more abstract. You know, before I said I needed a change in my life, and it wasn't very specific. And then I figured out what what I wanted that to be later on. But I need to come up with before the official one year anniversary of this podcast, I'm going to come up with a another challenge of something I'm going to do that's going to hopefully take me at the very least, you know, five, six, seven, eight months, if not the full year, just to get it started, if not get it finished. I like to set long-term goals that have um, short-term, what we call in the military phase lines. And so as long as you have those phase lines to keep yourself honest. And what a phase line is means every, you know, if you set a goal for next year, then you have, you know, a couple weeks to get to the first phase line or a month or something. And that keeps you honest because if you set a goal that's too far in advance, then you don't have to do anything today to achieve that goal, you know, two years from now. For instance, I work with a guy, he has some very lofty goals of starting his own business and getting out of the military and doing that. And like every day it's a different, he has a different goal. Well, I'm, I'm, I want to go be a cop. And then it's, well, I'm going to go teach marksmanship at this army school, or I'm going to get out of the army altogether and I'm going to uh, start my own business. And I'm going to do that. You know, it's, it's always something different. And I go, okay, well, when are you going to do that? Well, this is like a three-year plan. And I go, well, the only person that ever says that's my three-year plan is someone that does not ever plan to do it. That's somebody that's putting it off and they don't want to feel like a loser. So they're going to tell other people, hey, I got plans for my life. No, you don't, because if you had a plan for your life, you'd say, in three years, I want to be here. In two years, I want to be here. In one year, I want to be here. In six months, I want to be here. So that means in the next two months, I have to be here, which means I need to start rolling on this aspect of it right now. And so I asked him, I said, well, what are you doing today so your goal of owning your own business in three years? Well, well, that's why I say it's going to, You know, it's three years away because I I don't have time to do anything right now. Oh, so it's not a three-year goal, so you could actually do it in two years if you started right now. Or you could do it in one year. So why make a three-year goal? You can't set a goal if you're not ready to start today. That's not a goal. You are saying, this is what I'm going to do, and it's you're lying to yourself. And if you listen to this podcast, which I hope you do. (laughs) That sounded extremely fucking retarded (laughs) because... Uh, I don't need to hope. If you heard that come out of my fucking stupid mouth, then you do listen to it. So if you you've heard me say it a million times, you know, lie to other people, never lie to yourself. And you you can't ever tell yourself, well, you know, it's going to take me three years. You don't know that. You don't know how long it's going to take you. You can say, I want to have this off the ground in three years, but I'm going to work hard. And if it happens in a year, it happens in a year. But you have to have something that holds you accountable right here, right now, today, okay? So I always know when I have a goal. Like I was, I told my wife that, um, hey, don't buy as much junk food at the store. She eats really clean, but I don't. And I said, hey, don't buy as much junk because I'm going to try to clean up my diet a little bit. I said, nothing crazy. I'm just going to, you know, try it. Well, then uh, within an hour and a half, I was eating a bowl of ice cream. Why? Because it's like, well, that ice cream's there. I got to get rid of it. Well, that shows that I'm really not committed to that goal that I said. And I'm, and I'm putting it on her to kind of do the work. But here's, here's what I could do. Not eat that fucking ice cream. You, you know when you know that somebody is dedicated to losing weight is when they have a ton of junk food in the house and they just go through all the cabinets and just throw it in the fucking garbage. You go, okay, that person is serious. But when they go, eh, "I'm going to go ahead and finish this box box of Twinkies. I don't want it to go to waste." Well, then you're not serious yet. And when you say, "I'm going to do something 3 years from now and I'm not going to start on it for another year," then you're lying to yourself. You know, it's a farce. And so that's what I love about this podcast is it does hold me accountable. Even though I don't have a lot of listeners, I don't have a lot of people that are going to keep on me. Maybe one day I will. I'll get that email from somebody saying, "Hey, you know, you said three months ago you were going to do A, B, and C. Have you done it yet? You know, and and uh, I, I like that aspect. I, I I like to be a man of my word, and I like people. I, I don't like to have a have the bitch in me, okay? And so sometimes people need to shame the bitch out of you, <laughs> or you need to shame yourself. So I'm all about setting goals in my life, and uh, sometimes it's goals that not anyone else would revel in or think that it it was an accomplishment. But if you know how hard or difficult it was and you truly accomplished it, then it's something that's, that's worth uh, some internal praise. So that's all I do. I, I don't do it to impress anybody else. It's all just for my own personal growth. So I got a couple of weeks to come up with what that's going to be. I, I kind of started to make a list. I talked with my wife this morning about some things. It's like, okay, what – what do I want to accomplish? How am I going to be a better person this time next year? What do I have to do in my life to, to, to be a step closer tomorrow, next week, two weeks, you know? Um, so once I come up with something, I'm going to stay, okay, it starts today. And, um, I'm going to start working toward that. And this podcast will be, you know, be a, something I can update and, uh, say, yeah, this is, it's going well. Or sometimes you realize, Hey, this is harder than I thought, or, and eh, this isn't exactly what I want. It's not turning out to be, I want and you modify it a little bit, you know, every plan, you know, people, sometimes they, they don't plan because, um, they're, they're not commit fully committed, but sometimes it's, it's okay. Start with a plan and know that it's malleable and you can change it along the way. You don't have to hold yourself and be so strict with it. Um, and you can say, I'm going to start a business and it's going to be in my own gym and it might turn into a, you know, a, a library somewhere down the road. But, um, you know, as if you didn't start with that first, oh, I'm going to start my own gym and doing the research and all that other stuff, then it would have never evolved and, 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 and kind of taken shape into something else. So, um, That's what I'm going to be doing in the next couple of weeks. Uh, I'm going to figure out what that is. Um, But I know that there's definitely still a lot of deficiencies in my life. Um, Most people have them. But I don't ever try to feel sorry for myself or say I'm depressed or anything else. It's just usually if I feel anything like that, like I said, it's that bitch coming out then I know that there's there's something I need to be doing. It's a wake-up call for me going, okay, I'm not fulfilled in this way. How can I fix that? Um, I am blessed to have a fantastic marriage and a fantastic uh, woman that I'm married to. And so I don't have to work at my relationship. Um, I've I've been inverted before in my life and past relationships where everything else in my life was good and my relationship is what, needed to be fixed. And that's, that's hard. So I feel very lucky that I'm in a position where I can focus on me because I have someone that's hundred percent supportive of, of who I am and, and what I tried to accomplish and someone that's not in competition with the rest of my life. So if you're listening to this and, and you know, if that's you or not, um, it's very hard to Uh, achieve anything when you're in one of those toxic relationships. It's one of the reasons why um, I end up getting a divorce from my first wife is because I felt like that everything else, I was just stagnant because I was in such a toxic relationship for so long. I knew that nothing else, I could could only get so far in my life if I didn't fix that and it couldn't be fixed. So the only way if you can't fix something is you got to get rid of it. Okay. So if your car doesn't start for a year, you can't just keep it fucking sitting out there. You need to get rid of it. And uh, sometimes, you know, think of it as you got one spot in your garage, you know, and you can't park a new car in there until you get rid of the old one. So um, my life on that side is is good. So I need to focus on me and my wife is a big inspiration to me because she uh, does a lot of the same thing. She's not as vocal about it, but she'll make little goals for herself and you'll see her doing something. You'll ask her and it's like, why are you doing that? Well, I decided not to do this anymore. She didn't tell anybody. She just did it herself. And I I have so much uh, respect for that because I almost need to tell people for that reason of someone holding me accountable. Because if I just tell myself, then I, like I said, you get to that uh, don't lie to yourself. Well, I came up with that because I... There was a period of my life I always lied to myself. And so I always had to fight that um, and, and, and try to be humble and, and swallow my pride sometimes. So that's what I'm going to do. I encourage you guys to do the same. Find something that um, it doesn't have to be life-altering. But I always like to have something that is a small incremental changes over if it, and it happens over a long period of time. And it is going to be life-changing. You don't have to try to reinvent the wheel overnight. Just what can you do every single day that it can enhance your life a year from now? And that's the things I like to do. Uh, not this, well, I'm going to start this in six months. And, you know, right now I'm, I'm good, but in six months I'm going to start. No, I'm not going to do that. So, <clears throat> all right. Well, that's, uh, that's basically what I wanted to talk about on this podcast. I know some of you guys um, – you do the New Year's resolution thing. What are your New Year's resolutions? I would love to hear what other people come up with. I mean, the the people that I'm around, I always hear the same thing. It's always the weight loss or uh, getting into shape or, or um, you know, something that's very uh, – what's the word I'm looking for? I don't, I don't want to say selfish because that's kind of a loaded term, uh, but it's, it's very – um materialistic almost or very um much wrapped in hubris i am trying to do something that is is not someone can't necessarily identify it on paper like if someone goes hey you know i want to get a new car that's not really a new year's resolution i like to make monumental changes i like to tear myself down and rebuild myself up stronger so I'm going to be looking hard at my life in the next couple of weeks and trying to figure out what, what those moves are. And that's, what's great is you can feel good and say, there's nothing you need to change. But if you look at your life hard enough, there's always something you can improve. There's always something, and I don't want to say fix because the biggest mistake that I see that people make in their lives, they get depressed because they think that they're broken people and they need to be fixed. And they go to therapy, they go to counseling or they drink or do drugs um, or they're in abusive relationships or whatever. I'm telling you, I don't, I don't know any of you people that are listening to this. I don't know who's hearing it and who's not. But I can tell you right now, you're not broken. You don't need to be fixed. It's about management. You manage your life. You don't fix it. So you never get to a point where you go, okay, um, it's, it's running smooth Um, It can always run smoother. It could always be you. You can always get just a little bit better. And so, if you look at yourself as a broken person, no, just look at yourself as as you're. Maybe you're being mismanaged. You're mismanaging your life, and all you need is a is a new manager. So fire the current manager and 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 hire a new one. Okay, Uh, figuratively speaking, of course, and and remanage your life and repurpose certain things. Um, Start changing the things that aren't helping. And sometimes that's, that's the easiest way to quote unquote, fix uh, the problem is you fix something else. You, you attack something else. And so if you're out of shape, it's not about eating right or losing weight. Sometimes it's about feeling good, doing something and making yourself accountable to feel good every day and through feeling good builds confidence, which allows you to do this, 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 next thing you know you're working out and you are eating right just because you feel good. And it's easy to do it when you feel good. So sometimes we, we hit the problem head on when you need to kind of flank it and, and, uh, do a battle drill one alpha for all you infantry guys out there. So, okay, well, uh, hopefully you got something out of this podcast. This is a little bit of a shorter one. Um, Anymore, I've been trying to keep them around forty five minutes or so. But uh, I think two or three podcasts ago, I did one like an hour and a half. So I'm full of shit. I just lied to myself again. This one is forty minutes because I'm gonna not gonna just keep talking just to talk and try to make it longer. So thank you for everybody that tuned in and is listening. So um, help me uh, celebrate one year anniversary of this podcast. Um, here in a couple weeks and and hopefully i'll have a big reveal of of what we can expect for personal growth in the year 2018 till next time be good to one another peace out